everybody. Welcome back to Mild Sauce Live. It's Saturday, so you know what that means. We are doing live streaming all day. I'm Jake Krez, uh, your just general background host for lots of these things. <laughs> I'm here with the man of the hour, though, Steve Bright, the Rock Discovery Show, uh, discovering all the rock in and around the city of Chicago and beyond. What's going on, Steve? We got uh, episode five today. Absolutely, absolutely. Great to be here on this beautiful, snowy Saturday afternoon in Chicago. Yeah, man. A lot of us got the day off yesterday. If, uh, if you're not from Chicago, if you're listening from somewhere else around the country, the world, or beyond, uh, beyond, I don't know who's beyond, <laughs> but um, we got dumped on snow by a foot. Uh, there's been a little bit of work here and there. Most people stayed home yesterday, so it's a perfect day to like get real cozy. Uh, we got some some nice beers to warm up the soul a little bit and uh, some music to do the same. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, if, uh, most of the city snowed in, but we're here jamming out on a Saturday afternoon on Mild Sauce. Absolutely. And uh, this week, uh, last week we dove in appropriately to Boston and Philadelphia. We had Paula Boot here in the studio talking uh, hardcore punk rock from Boston, Philadelphia in honor of the Super Bowl, of course. Absolutely. Shout out the Eagles on the win. Absolutely. Oh, man. That was so great to see, wasn't it? <laughs> I didn't realize, honestly, I didn't, I think it was maybe you and me talk about it like the other day. I didn't realize that was their first win until after they won. Yeah, they're one of those old school teams that like won a bunch of championships like pre-Super Bowl and then never got it together in the since the 60s. They definitely made it count, man. The city, they, they basically tore the entire city apart. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I was, I was a little bit scared leading up to that because there was like a guy who punched a horse in the face and the, the oh. divisional finals and stuff. Like, yeah, they're I pretty mean, crazy. Like man. Fires uh, collapse in the uh, what is that? The uh, Ritz Carlton's uh, <laughs> perfectly <laughs> perfectly suited for a hardcore show though. Absolutely appropriate. <laughs> Absolutely appropriate. But yeah, man, those those fuckers they partied after that win and deservedly so. Good yeah, game. they meant it for sure. <laughs> um, but this week we're we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, slower heavier that mess it up again nope slower heavier louder <laughs> we're louder. getting back into a little bit of a groove you know last week we kind of in a football sense called an audible and uh did a uh super bowl themed episode and now we're back to that uh that regular chicago fucking vibe that we're doing here so absolutely so yeah this week like i said um it's a little bit slower it's a little bit heavier it's a little bit doomier a little bit stoner a little bit post metal um post hardcore as you heard from the uh, opening song, that was uh, Bong Ripper, Chicago fucking uh, stalwarts. Um, that was a track called The People Mover, and that was off of their second LP called Hippie Killer out of 19, or 2007. Great fucking record. These guys have, uh, you know, like I said, they're Chicago heavy stalwarts. They've been around forever. They just played the uh, city a couple months ago. I forget exactly where, but... Nice. You know they're around, they're great, and like I said, this this is getting people warmed up into the uh, the vibe of this afternoon's uh, episode. So, what we're gonna be hearing is uh, a little bit of new stuff, a little bit of old stuff, but in that slower beat. Like I said, um, we're gonna be kind of traversing the landscape of that that heavier scene in the city, and you know. There's some deep roots, so we'll be dipping back into that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be catching up with some uh, fresh bands that are checking out in uh, Chicago, new records. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about a show that I saw um, a couple weeks ago at the Livewire Lounge, beautiful Livewire Lounge in Chicago. Um, it was, uh, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll I think we've got a few other things to get to first. But. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so you want to jump back into some music real quick and you know what? Out, or? Let's talk a little bit. Um, as you saw, you got in your the toys intro, here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As we uh, as we saw in the uh, intro, you know, trying to match uh, 
you know, nice local brews to nice local fucking music. Um, this week, we are featuring Revolution Brewing, nice hometown beer. They are getting into that bourbon barrel game, and we're checking some of that out today. So we've got Death's Tar, nice local brew. We're all fucking uh, digging on it here in Chicago. Uh, mild sauce in the afternoon, fucking day drinking. But no, this is <laughs> always. <laughs> and this is, uh, you said this is their first bourbon barrel. Um, we got a little zoom in on it here for all the people at home if you're looking to check it out. Little pricey though. Yeah, yeah. Little, little pricey. pricey. Revolution really uh, trying the, to get that that profit margin up, huh? <laughs> what was it? Twenty five dollars for four cans. Twenty five bucks. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you're a if you're a beer fan, you're gonna fucking check this shit out and pay for it. And you know, we all do. So <laughs> here we are drinking it. <laughs> it's it's very thick. It'll uh, definitely keep your insides warm in these uh, tough cold times. Yep. But, yep. Uh, bourbon uh, bourbon barrel aged, so you know it's uh, thick and a little bit boozy. They're so. coming for uh, Goose Island, man. I saw in the newspapers this week. They're they're start finally starting to ask that question: Who's like the uh, who's going to unseat Goose Island? It looks like Revolution's leading that pack. Absolutely, man. They stepped up to the bat, and I got to say, you know, this is definitely a Bourbon County Stout fighter. You know, um, fighter. It's, it's on that level. You know, these guys coming out hard with. Uh, with the competition, and I gotta say, it's uh, they're 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 on that level, man. It's it's really good stuff. Yeah, man. The red and black definitely lends itself to a uh, the whole like look of it too is kind of very Chicago esque. So uh, mm-hmm. they're definitely keeping it hometown. Yep. And uh, who we got every week for those of you who don't know, uh, not only does Steve bring along a great beer for us to t- taste out, check out, and let you all know about, but also. We have a shirt that uh, usually goes along with our theme for the evening. Absolutely, the you know, and that—that's its perfect segue. We're going to uh, <laughs> swing into the next track, and as you can see, a little precursor of what we're going to hear. This is uh, "Sweet Cobra." Shirts from the uh, 2013 Earth album release. Great fucking record. Again, these guys, Chicago stalwarts. Um, I think back and. I can't. I have a hard time thinking of a more ubiquitous Chicago act in regards to, you know, they're a great hometown band, but every time, like, you know, heavy touring acts, like top-tier touring acts are coming through the city, you always see these guys on the bill. They're a great band. I I was thinking about this over uh, last night when I was preparing the, uh, the set list, and I think I've seen Sweet Cobra more than any other Chicago band um, you know they're they're great friends with a lot of local bands in the city so I see them a lot opening for like Sweet Cobra but um, you know I was thinking back and I just saw them um, what was it they played with Mutoid Man mm-hmm. another band that we talked about right. in an earlier episode um, they played with High on Fire I saw them at New Year's Eve a couple years ago I mean these guys they are out they're hardworking, great band I think back and in the early 2000s, might have been 2002, 2003, I went to their record release party for their debut album, Praise, um, at the Fireside Bowl, back when they used to play shows. And, you know, leading right into that, um, at that record release show, I think back and they had production problems and the album wasn't ready in time. So (laughs) if you went to the record release show, you got this great... um, hand-printed, limited-edition CD that, that um, I think, totally made up for the production difficulties that they had. So we're going to be diving into a track from Sweet Cobra's debut album, Praise, from 2003. This is a track called Leviathan. Check it out. Let's check it out. Mild Sauce in the Afternoons.
from Sweet Cobra. A little more uh, angst in that one than the previous track. Absolutely. We're going to go a little bit uh, across the spectrum of slower, heavier Chicago music. And, uh, you know, Sweet Cobra is a great band. Like I said, they are they're Chicago staples. They've been around for years. They've been consistently putting out great, solid music, solid records. Um, you know, they play around. They, they support acts when they come into the city. They're, they're one of these great local bands that I love seeing and um, actually that brings us into a little bit mu- uh, bit of music news oh, okay so lay it on us Steve absolutely just trying to keep everything local and talking about all this awesome shit in Chicago so if anybody um, wants to hearken back to our earlier episodes one of the bands that I was talking about that I was really excited about seeing last year and was hoping for good things this year is a band called Relayer. R-L-Y-R. That was one of our earlier shows. Correct? Absolutely. Yeah. That was on uh, one of the anticipation episodes. Absolutely. And the anticipation episode. Absolutely. Like <laughs> and paying off on those anticipations just this week, it was announced that Relayer is coming out with a new LP called Actual Existence. This is going to be crazy. coming out, um, I believe, April 10th. And the reason I bring it up April 21st at the Beat Kitchen, Relayer is going to be playing a record release show for this new LP. And opening is Sweet Cobra. Hey. 
So about that one full all the way around. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're digging on what we're playing here on Mild Sauce on Saturday afternoons, you know, this is a great showcase to check out some fucking awesome local music from tried and true, just professionals, great guys. You know, again, hang out in the scene, hang out at these shows, you know, be real cool. And, you know, these guys are cool to you. So after the sets, hang out, you know, they're at the merch table. You can get, you know, get a little bit of a, a closer connection with the Chicago music. You know, everybody in these bands, they're great. Um, I've spoken with all of them over the years. Um, just real down to earth, you know, relatable guys making great music. And this is a this is your opportunity to see some great fucking music. April 21st at the Beat Kitchen. Get out there, man. Beat Kitchen, always a great place to catch a show. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, Beat Kitchen is one of those hidden little gem locations. You know? Well, it's like in the middle of nowhere. You know, <laughs> it's by, I love the Beat Kitchen, but it's by like every time I go, I see it. Like driving around the city or in like the back of an Uber, so I'm like, oh yeah, that's where the Bee Kitchen is. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's never top of mind, but once you see a set coming up there, it's like, right. oh sweet. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, did you also see? Not to jump off on no, a separate uh, separate point, but uh, Shuba's just reopened or like took down the scaffolding. Have you heard about that? Next I saw to- that. Yeah, I yeah. They have like a beautiful new restaurant that, which mm. kind of like y'all got rid of that alley where people used to pull in to load their stuff in. So like that seemed like a bad decision. But you know, shout out Shuba's for getting bougie with it. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, Chicago always moving forward. But yeah, yes, oh, recently <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> Absolutely, but, you know, another great Chicago venue, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. And speaking of great Chicago venues, another bit of uh, music news I wanted to relate to you guys this week. Again, relates back to another band that was uh, spoken about in the Anticipations episode. Horror Mm. is coming back to Reggie's the day before that Relayer show. So 420, perfect fucking day, April 20th at Reggie's. Is that a weekend? Is that... Um, no, I think it's a weeknight. Oh, well, I mean, that's back-to-back shows. That's, that's not a bad week, you guys. Back-to-back shows. I think it's a Thursday, Friday. That's not I'm bad. Not I mean, mistaken. Thursday is basically Chicago's Friday. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, nobody comes into work on time on Friday anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely, you know, this is one of those bands. Like I said, it was in my anticipations earlier. Um, I've seen them a few times already. I cannot recommend this band highly enough. Every time that I check them out on YouTube or on the news, you know, they're playing bigger and bigger venues. Um, Last year, I saw them at the Beat Kitchen, saw them in Austin at their showcase at South by Southwest. Um, Just, just fantastic. And bridging, you know, hip hop, punk, metal. I mean, these guys are just, just cross genre, fuck genre, no genre. Mm-hmm. Um, super, super excited to see them. You well, know, these are like I remember. Horror was like one of the bands that you played for me that I've like actually gone back to. Yeah, over the last few weeks, there's been yeah. a few, but like that's the one that always stuck out in my head. Maybe because of the nines and the in the name. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. But. And you know, the nice thing about them is, you know, they've got a few full lengths, several EPs. They just released a new single um, a couple weeks ago. They're coming out with another collab with Three Teeth. Who they're playing with mm-hmm. so it's going to be a horror three teeth uh split tour um they're going to be playing tracks off of their collab together at this new fucking uh set so it, it's going to be really fucking cool and, and you know if you like these guys want to dig into their catalog definitely their 2017 album united states of horror fantastic but you know check out their dig deep into their catalog you know that it's good stuff it, it's experimental it's 
It's pushing the genre forward. It's pushing sound forward. I really am excited to see them. Awesome. Do we got some of you on to play coming you up? Know, I think, you know, coming out of the music news, let's, uh, let's oh, dip bad, in. My bad. Future, I felt no? the segue coming. I thought <laughs> I'd jump on it. My fault. This my is fault. a perfect segue. So, <laughs> coming out of the music news, let's dip into our feature. So, okay. This afternoon, um, I wanted to talk about a great live set I saw just a couple weeks ago at Livewire Lounge. Uh, beautiful Livewire Lounge on Milwaukee Avenue. Check it out. Where is that at, actually, on Milwaukee? Oh, shit. Is it? It's Milwaukee. Oh, it's it's right by Cross Street. I'm, I'm terrible with fucking addresses. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Put me enough. on the spot here. <laughs> no worries, no worries. But they got a great uh, they got a website, Facebook, so check them out. Anyway... They do punk nights, metal nights. A couple weeks ago, I saw a metal show over there. It was uh, three bands, and those are the three bands we're going to talk about in our feature this afternoon. Dope. Uh, all out of Chicago? Is this? Yes. Okay. All Chicago area, let's Chicago, say. Chicago, I mean, Chicago land. Yeah, Chicago land. Um, <laughs> where would we be without all those suburbs? Um, no, but... Those of you who are new to the show, uh, Steve is, a, if you haven't picked it up by now, is an avid uh, an avid traveler of the, the concert scene, the punk scene, the rock scene, all scenes in Chicago. So uh, a lot of what's derived for the show comes from these live sets. Uh, so tell us a little bit, like, how did you end up at the show? What was the... What was the initial thing? Why did you why'd you buy a ticket? You're a ticket buyer. I'm not a big yeah. ticket guy. Yeah, so. you know, and I'm, I'm And I respect f- that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the few people that likes to have, you know, artifacts because, you know, I party and drink, smoke, you know, whatever. Gosh. But like, you know, over the over the years, over time, you know, you, you you see enough shows you kinda forget about stuff. So I like artifacts. So I'm a physical ticket guy. So if you know, if if there's an option when I'm online buying tickets to say, you know, mail me my tickets. I'm taking it. <laughs> but um, no, this was a great show. It was uh, Uncouth, Mako Sika, and Sun God Ra. Now, the reason I was uh, hyped to that show was because um, in my travels, checking out local music, I had heard of Sun God Ra before. I hadn't heard of the other bands. But, you know, Sun God Ra, it's a name that kind of sticks with you because, you know, there's a band called right. Sun God, there's a band called Sun Ra. Exactly. You know, that's... It's, it's the Egyptian, ancient Egyptian uh, Sun God Ra is the, is the most most triumphant, greatest of all the gods. So it's a pretty pretty strong name. Well, I got confused because I hear you and Paul talking about this at work all the time. I'm thinking you guys are talking about like an experimental jazz trio from like the 70s. <laughs> like, what's going on? Um, but yeah, all right, so Sun God Ra. Yeah, so the you know that was the band that drew me in, and actually, it was almost a mistake. So last year I was jamming out to another band called uh, Sun God, and um, when I saw the set list for this show, I was like, "Oh, sweet, sweet, Sun, uh, Sun God's playing." And then I checked out uh, Sun God Rod's Bandcamp link and was like, "Oh no, this is a different band, but they fucking kick ass." So I got, you know, jammed out to him. I was like, no, no, this is, this is going to be a fucking cool set. So I went out there, and I was not uh, disappointed. So we're going to be checking out um, a track from each of the bands. The first band we're going to check out is a band called Uncouth. Um, we're going to be listening to a track off of their EP called Tree of Woe, which was released, um, when was that released? That was released uh, a couple months ago in 2017 track we're going to listen to is called fall from paradise and um you know let's why don't we dig into it and then we can talk a little bit about it once we uh, jump back out sounds great man awesome this is uncouth fall from paradise (laughs) 
Uncouth, Fall from Paradise, the new one, the old one, in between one. Yeah, that was the new one off of uh, Tree of Woe, their EP from 2017. And like I was saying, man, they were really cool. Um, this was a set that I was coming into. I'd never seen or heard these guys before, so I was coming in a little bit blind. But I was impressed by the fact that, you know, they had that that cool, doomy, sludgy, you know, post-metal vibe. But... Seeing them live, and of course, you know, you see a band live, you see a band, or you listen to the band on the CD, you know, sometimes you get a little bit different experience. I think they were accomplished musicians, they played a great set, but seeing them live, it was almost a little bit like they were infusing an emphasis on a good singer with a good vocal range. You know, you listen to a lot of bands, and it's that grunted, screaming, you know, heavy vocals, and these guys were not afraid to... uh, to uh, tap into that 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 vocal scale. Where do you fall on that spectrum? Like we were talking when we were off air, just listening mm-hmm. to that uh, about the you know coming from we you know we always talk about initial influences of music and that always influencing what you like and what you're into. But what where do you fall on the spectrum of like the the screaming grunginess, like you called it? Um, used a word I can't think of off the top of my head sludgy. right now. Sludgy, yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, like that grungy sludginess. Uh, how would where would you fall between that and like what you said somebody who's like more of a singer in a rock band or in a hardcore band or something like that? You know, I I don't I don't you know I'm not a black and white guy. I think everything in its place. And if you've got a great singer who's got great range in your you know musical structure, your your vibe aligns with that. That's that's fucking dope. You know, a lot of times if you listen to a lot of that primal first releases out of a lot of like punk metal hardcore you know the gamut of heavier bands you'll see a lot of like scream vocals you know shouted Mm. grunted and to a certain degree it's that it's that raw ethic but i think you know i mean there's a shitload of emotion in it it's it's emotion it's pure id you know expressing that but in some regards, it's it's uh, it could be seen as a, a cover for a little bit of lo- vocal limitations. Well, that was again what I was gonna say, right? Like, I mean, if you have a great band but no one can sing, like, you still have a great band, right? So you just kind of figure it out until like exactly. I feel like that's a lot of great bands like kind of do that until they like shit. I, I remember reading about the Rolling Stones. Like Mick Jagger wasn't exactly a singer when they first came out. Yeah, you know, I mean, if if you want to dip back into the Stones, you know, Mick Jagger wasn't really a singer, and the rest of the band wasn't really, like, music writers, you know. If you listen to the first couple of Stones records, they're doing... They're doing Bo Diddley covers. They're doing Buddy Guy right. covers. I mean, they, they're, they're a cover band, and it doesn't get until at least, like, 12 by 5 where they start spreading their own musical uh, wings and experimenting and becoming the band that they truly were. So tell me this, like, and this, we're getting off topic now and I apologize. Is, <laughs> no, no, this but, is all, this is all, you know, blues bass guitar rock. Yeah. You know? Right. So <laughs> my thing is, uh, you heard all this stuff about like Quincy Jones and like the vulture interview where he just kind of let it all fly. Uh, one of the things he said in that interview was like that he just thought the Beatles were trash essentially. <laughs> and like one of the worst rock bands ever and stuff and he was just like he just like really went in on the Beatles and said they're like bad songwriters and stuff and that's a debate that a lot of people have I'm not but when you go back in history and you realize that like the Rolling Stones only learned to write songs by 
learning from the Beatles, where does that put the Rolling Stones in the conversation? Because, <laughs> like, I felt, you know, that's like making fun of Michael Jordan. But, like, when you say, like, Michael Jordan ain't shit and he taught, like, three other dudes how to do something, then, like, what are you saying about that? You know, it's an interesting paradigm that they're found in, you know. I, I think all of the British imported rock and roll, you know, that kind of grows out, you know, it started here. You know, it is right. it is blues put to an electric guitar. That was, Maxwell Street. Yeah, that was distilled. I mean, even beyond that, it's it's. I mean, Maxwell Street certainly, but you know, Maxwell Street grew up listening to Delta Blues. And, yeah, you know, yeah, but I mean, that was the first place that a dude just plugged in a guitar to a wall, right? Yeah, he started playing music, so it was like a wall, <laughs> an amp. But like, you know, it was the first time like a guitar got electrified. It was right down the street from where we are now, right down Halstead, mm-hmm. which that's why I love this city. That's why oh, we absolutely. both love this city. Um, <laughs> but you know, to, to Quincy's you know point, I would definitely agree with him on the early stuff because all of those guys, you know what I mean whether it was the Stones or the Beatles. And, and of course, you know, to kind of put this in context, when I was growing up, my dad was a Stones devotee and my, and my mom is a Beatles, you know, fanatic. So I grew up with the Stones-Beatles arguments and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, which one's better, which one's more real. And in that, in that dynamic, I've grown to appreciate both. But I will say... And this is something that comes out of being born after the fact. You know, we were kind of talking about this off air earlier, but like when you kind of come to a band and you realize you like them, you, you like them at a point where which you came into them. But then if they're a band that predates you, then you start, you, you don't have a, a root or an anchor to mm-hmm. base your stuff off of. So you kind of dip around. And if you look at early Stones and look at early Beatles, you know, they were definitely reverential and you know um borrowing some could say aping of you know delta blues american blues you know well yeah Um, i mean and then from there they grew and became their own thing so i'd say to quincy jones's point certainly the early stuff the the nascent um musical offerings by both the stones and the beatles and all early British rock for that matter. Right, right. You know, it definitely is aping off of, you know, African-American, Southern American, you know, roots out of the gospel, out of the plantations, out of the spirituals. You yeah, know. I mean, there's always that crazy story of that we've talked about plenty where it was like uh, the Beatles going to Chess Records for the first time and Muddy Waters was like mopping the floor. Yeah. You know, like that's insane. Unbelievable. And story. that was like that was like the uh, Mick Jagger's biggest hero. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's sitting there working for his his record time and stuff yeah. like that. And but they're I, ripping I, it off. Yeah, I don't know. It's like that's the crazy thing about these old bands like years and years later. But But, you know, moving on from that and I think divergent to that point, you know, once Stones gets to Exile on Main Street and the Beatles, at least to me, gets to Rubber Soul, mm-hmm. you know, you're branching away from what they started with and what they were borrowing with. And they are they are putting their own, you know, their own culture, their own mentality, their own personal views and life experiences into it. And they're making that something that grew beyond, you know, what they were borrowing. So I think Quincy definitely has a point of early era Stones Beatles, mm-hmm. but I would argue that you know um, Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, and you know Lennon McCartney, and uh, you know the whole, all the band. You know what I mean? But 
they really kind of evolved away from that. And they, it became their own thing. That was, again, transported back to America and how right. that was distilled. I mean, that's the beauty of you know, cross-culture music in the 20th and the 21st century, you know. Yeah. It borrows, it shares, it grows, and it builds. And, I mean, you talk a lot about, like, uh, evolution of sound. Uh, the band that you have coming up as well was a band that you, like, mentioned specifically. Yeah. Has, like, really done a lot of experimental evolutionary stuff with their sound as well. Yeah, so the next band we're going to hear from is a band called Mako Sika. And exactly to your point, Jake, this is a band that evolves and takes that that rock and roll structure and really pushes the edges and the limits. Um, I would argue that they walk the tightrope almost into more jazz, more experimental. You know, it's definitely guitar-driven and guitar-based, but as you'll hear, it, it evolves and it moves out beyond that, that verse, chorus, verse, blues rock structure into something different. And you're hilarious, and I, I love doing these shows with you because I've never gotten into like a doom metal, heavy metal situation where someone's been like, yeah, but they're kind of like a jazz man too. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, stay tuned. Hey, stay it tuned. All right, we're going to check this out. It's Makosika. Makosika? Makosika. M-A-K-O-S-I-C-A. We're couple of white dudes with German ancestry, so we might not be saying that right, but uh, Mako Sika, Mako Sika Sacrifice. Check it out.
now you can hear me. Mako Sika, Sacrifice. Uh, the Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show. I'm Jake Krez, and we're here on Mild Sauce Radio doing our streaming Saturdays. Yep. What's going on, Steve? All right, Mild Sauce Rockin' Afternoons. So rockin we afternoons. Uh, we just heard Mako Sika. That was off their Invocation EP um, that was released last year. So it's pretty uh, pretty new. And, you know, I just got to point out, you know, I got to give major props to a band that that takes time and does a nice presentation in their production. Um, This is a great looking CD, um, nice die cut, um, nice printing. It plays really nice with each other. That's crazy. I mean, uh, Steve in his day job happens to deal in art quite a bit. So uh, this is he's he's kind of a sucker for these types of things. But no, this is actually really crazy. Heavy props. Much appreciated. (laughs) That's some quality. So so good on them. And, you know, as you heard, I really dig this band. Um, To me, they felt like they're in that that almost hidden gap of like Pink Floyd stylistics where it's after Sid Barrett, you know, it's after um, Saucer Full of Secrets, but it's not quite to the accomplished studied level of Dark Side of the Moon, you know. This is in that weird gap where they were putting out like Moore and Adam Hart Mother and the, the experimental soundtracks. And this is a lot of the vibe that I got out of seeing Mako Sika. So do you feel like uh, this is their sound that they've arrived on, or do you feel like this is more of like a, maybe an exploratory time for these guys? Um, trying to like I would say it's exploratory. Out. I would say, you know, I would, while seeing them was great, as you could hear, like listening to them, um, very cool, very uh, different structure, um, neat stuff. Um, I'd love to hear more from them. I'd love to hear. I'm excited to see their musical journey and where – if this is your starting point, where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. Well, that's you cool. Know? I mean, yeah, it's always that's like the most fun part of like following musicians anyway, or doing one this at any point is like getting them on the ground floor and being able to watch them all the way up. And that's that's the beauty of music, you know, and that's the beauty of music in a diverse city like Chicago, where you can kind of see like all these little disparate fingers of genres. Yeah, it might be disparate, but you also might get a whole bunch of bands that mix up the three words "sun god" and "ra." <laughs> 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 so I know that's like who you have coming up in a band that you've been talking a lot to uh, absolutely me about. But um, there is a few bands with "sun and god" and "ra" in the name. Yeah, right? yeah. So it, the it, one it, we're listening to tonight is, or today is actually "sun god ra." Yes, absolutely. So not to be mistaken with Sun Ra, who's pretty big, and not to be mistaken for Sun God, who's more experimental, but not this band. Um, We are speaking this afternoon about Sun God Ra, and they were the uh, headliners at that uh, Livewire show. Oh, okay. And absolutely... just saying. (laughs) They they were great. Um, They nailed it. Um, Like I'd said, I'd um, initially thought they were somebody else, but... being pleasantly surprised that they weren't and you know went out to the show and and they nailed it um really good stuff you know this gets into and this transitions you know we've been hearing a lot of different facets of chicago heavy guitar based you know stoner doom post-rock post-metal um and this is a different facet of it you know whereas we heard a little bit more of the sludgy stuff, a little bit more of the doomy stuff, a little bit more of the experimental stuff. This band, Sun God Ra, gets more into the the more, I think, to me at least, like traditional stoner rock. Um, the traditional stoner rock. <laughs> Tell me more. 
you know, as with all genres of music, you know, the nerd could uh, subdivide and subgenre it out a million different ways into like the 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 myriad fractals of rock music. But um, Sun God Ra to me is in the groove based stoner rock, a la, um, you know, I would say maybe like Paul Bear or Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, or maybe like. Um, Goat Snake or Orange Goblin, where it's more groove rock based, where they they get onto a nice a nice groove and they ride it out, you know, as far as uh, as far as it'll take them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a genre I think that's been it's been always around. You know, obviously since the uh, since the uh, origins with uh, the Ground Zero, the Great Black Sabbath, but <laughs> these guys, you know, they keep it. it they keep reverential and traditional into that more groove based you know good time it's not they're not leaning on the you know heavy bong rips or they're not leaning on like <laughs> you know what i mean uh, you could you can kind of go about it a million different ways but these guys uh like i said i think they they strike it right down the middle with a with a good long well done exploration into a nice groove into a nice beat and we'll hear that in this next track and um leading right into that this is going to be a song called loan and it's off of the sun god ra ep from 2017 i'll check that one out uh here it is
Sun God Ra Lone. Uh, definitely some different different feels from that than we had in the last few songs. Um, what uh, what st- stands out to you about that? Why is that somebody that you you know really passionate about at this moment in history? You know, like I said, it's 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 a nice groove driven uh, vibe. You know, as you heard on the track, you know, good stuff. They got a nice groove. Um, it's, it's not as, uh, I think maybe trapped in its own heaviness. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this is a nice, like crack a beer, smoke a joint, chill out. You <laughs> Stoner know. music. Exactly. Exactly. They, they very much embody the genre and I think they're very good. And, um, you know, to that point, I wanted to call out keep an eye out for you know if you dig the music that you're hearing sun god ra is playing five days from now february 15th yep they are opening at reggie's for the hazy tones so if you dug that band um they're playing in a couple of days so check them out that's a great lineup of band names absolutely you know and i think we're getting close to the end of our uh of our little musical journey this saturday (laughs) afternoon and I would be remiss if I couldn't take it back, this genre, this style, this city, to ground zero. So we're going to go a little bit of a time warp back in time to 1984. Another local Chicago music. Um, you know, they're, they're not going to be venerated in the Rock Hall of Fame, but... You know, they're definitely influential. They're definitely... They're in the Steve Bright Rock Hall of Fame. <laughs> they're in the Steve Bright Rock <laughs> Hall of Fame, certainly. Um, but I think that a lot of what we listened to this afternoon wouldn't have happened without this band. So... Um, Bold I, statement. Absolutely. So I'd be remiss to not um, to bring us to Trouble. So Trouble is the quintessential... Chicago doom band of the early 80s. Take your word for it on this one. <laughs> I think we're going to ride out on this song. Uh, we're going to make our closing, but uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody listening. Uh, thank you to Steve for being out here, of course, every Saturday. Catch us again next Saturday. Uh, we'll be back again around 1.30, 2 o'clock, somewhere in there. The snow got us a little late today, so we apologize. Uh, we're always here on Mild Sauce Radio on YouTube and, of course, at mildsauce.co where you can catch all the episodes afterwards. Uh, you can also catch Do Right Radio later today at 4.30. Uh, and we got In the Kitchen with Elite Tuesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. The Cool Show with Evie the Cool, Fridays from 2 to 4 p.m. And every day, 8 to 10, I come on your radio and give you guys the latest singles from Chicago. But we're going to ride out the Steve Bright uh, Rock Discovery Show. Steve, you want to take us out real quick? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, as always, don't forget to uh, check me out on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Collarbone666. If you like what we're uh, playing on Saturday afternoons on Mild Sauce Radio, you can check out pictures and videos from the shows that I talk about on the social. So be sure to check that out and always check in to Mild Sauce Radio. Um, And like I said, we're going out on the debut album from 1984 from the Chicago band Trouble. The album is called Psalm 9, and we're going to be listening to the uh, the first track off of that album, The Tempter. All right, here it is. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week.